episode 829. Our position-by-position preview series resumes with a look at Ty Montgomery and the rest of the Green Bay Packers running backs. What's in store? We'll ask David Spinks of rbscout.com. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking Packers running backs. To do that, we have a guest joining us after a brief pause in our position-by-position preview series to talk about the biggest stories of training camp with Scott McKenna. We're back talking positions, this time with David Spinks of rbscout.com, and enjoy the interview. Right now on Railbird Central, we're joined by David Spinks of rbscout.com. David, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show. And before we get into a discussion of running backs, can you tell our listeners a little more about yourself and what it's like to write for a website exclusively focusing on the running back position? Absolutely. So my name is David Spinks. Uh, I am from Frisco, Texas, which is walking distance to the uh, new Dallas Cowboys practice facility. Um, but uh, the the RB Scout site is... Uh, it's something that we focus on film-based analytics and we wanted to separate ourselves from the crowd. And instead of being a, a jack of all trades and, and doing a little bit of everything, we wanted to put the primary focus into the running back position. It's really cool. I mean, I think that kind of approach is getting a micro targeting kind of thing. That's uh, uh, I can see working well for other positions as well. And, and David, this off season, you wrote an article titled Ty Montgomery, Gadget or Gold. So my question to you is, what is he? Is he gadget or is he gold? Uh, if you watched what he did against the Cowboys in the playoffs, he is gold. Um, so he, I mean, he started off playing multiple positions uh, at St. Mark's High School in Dallas. He played quarterback, running back, and receiver. Uh, at Stanford, he was a receiver. Uh, and when he was drafted, many people said, hey, this guy's got the build of a running back. He's huge. And I mean, even as he was a whenever he was a Packer, he had certain weight restrictions. So Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy don't want you to be 220 pounds as a receiver. Well, he's always had to uh, back off of the weights. He's never been able to to just lift and, and get to where he needs to be naturally. Whenever they did the shift, he was able to bulk up. So now he's. He's 220 pounds. He's got the build of a running back. And if you watch, like I was saying with the, the Dallas Cowboys game, they were giving him the ball inside the uh, the goal line. He scored some touchdowns. He's already a great pass catcher. He has the build. And uh, one of the things that I'm most impressed with is if you watch, uh, especially in the Chicago Bears games, he has vision and patience where he'll he'll wait behind the line for something to happen, and then he'll just use a juke or a lateral move. It's something that, I mean, I'm not going to compare him straight to it, but it's something that I've only really seen Le'Veon Bell do. So we're talking gadget or gold. I would lean very heavily to gold. So I wouldn't go as far as to say, hey, we've got Le'Veon Bell 2.0, but he's he's a lot better than what I think most people are expecting. 
I certainly hope that's the case. And uh, kind of a common refrain I'm hearing this off season from a number of guests. Let's put on our prediction hats for a moment here, David. What what type of role and what type of stats will Montgomery put up in 2017? So I think he's going to be the lead guy, unquestioned out of the gate. Um, I, I'm not going to say he's going to get the lion's share of everything, but I expect 200 around 200 carries, uh, around 50 to 60 receptions. I can see him going 13, 1400 yards and heck with Aaron Rodgers running the show. I think double digit touchdowns are not out of the, out of the equation. So, so we're pretty much talking here, like, uh, nearing like first round fantasy football status. It seems like. Absolutely. It's, it's not out of the question. So if, I mean, if he's going to be on the field and he's going to be the primary ball carrier, the primary pass catcher out of the backfield, why not? Yeah. Um, we do a lot of fantasy stuff on our site as well. And I have him right outside of the top 10 running backs and I, you can make a case for him being around eight. <laughs> it, it's scary to think how good he can be. Uh, obviously, we've got to see him put it all together now uh, on the field for an extended amount of time. There's a lot of new faces, David, in the in the backfield this year, but one more guy that we're already familiar with. We saw last year the Packers used Aaron Ripkowski, the fullback, to, to run the ball a surprisingly large amount. Do you think that will continue after investing into so many players at the position in the draft, at, at, at the halfback position? Uh, so I don't think we're going to see him used as much as we did last year. I think some of that was <clears throat> based off of guys were dropping like flies and other guys just weren't getting it done. Um, I still think we'll see Ripkowski uh, just because Mike McCarthy's always going to use that fullback to – catch a pass or to run it in from the goal line just whenever he thinks he's got a mismatch and he can outsmart someone. We'll see that. But like in the uh, the Atlanta game, I don't think we'll see him as, all right, we're going to line you up in the backfield and we're going to run you because that's that's our plan. I think it was they were forced into doing that, and I think we're going to see them deviate from that plan. Yeah, seeing more of the traditional fullback out of Aaron Ripkowski this year. Um, but speaking of the draft, though, um, what, what did you make of the Packers' approach, um, their front office, to draft three running backs and sign two more as rookie free agents, just kind of a, the, in general, uh, maybe not specifically about all the guys yet, but just the approach to, to getting so many rookies in, in, in the house? Well, in the, uh, the article that I wrote about Ty Montgomery, I broke down Ted Thompson and his propensity to avoid the running back in the draft. And I think that reared its head last year whenever Eddie Lacy went down. Uh, James Starks was hurt. Christine Michael was Kristen Michael, what he always is. And then they're forced into using Don Jackson and, and even Niall Davis. Um, I think whenever Lacy went down and they moved Montgomery to the running back, even though Montgomery played well, it was still the shallowest running back core in the entire league. I think they knew that they had to address it. And they had to do an overhaul, and that's what we saw. We're talking to David Spinks of rbscout.com here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Uh, David, j getting in now to these guys a little bit more specifically and individually, just, just by virtue of being selected first, do you think that Jamal Williams will be first in the pecking order uh, among the Packers' rookie running backs to back up Montgomery? 
So this might be a hot take, but I do not. I think it would be Aaron Jones based on what I believe they're going to do offensively. I believe that uh, what we saw around week seven, week eight last year, whenever McCarthy went away from his his attempting to balance run and pass and then just decided we're going to put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands and we're going we're gonna to sink or swim by it, I think we're going to see more of that. And I think that calls for a running back that can do more than one thing. I think Jamal Williams is more of a two-down back, uh, whereas Aaron Jones – He's a he's a shifty runner. He's a good runner, but he's he excels in the passing game. We actually compared him a lot to uh, James White, just with better in the run game and a better athlete. Very interesting. Um, now, as I understand, you guys at RB Scout interviewed Aaron Jones um, this offseason. Can you tell us more about that and what you learned? So Adam Spinks, the founder of RB Scout, he actually did the interview and he uh, the audio file was corrupted, but. Uh, we did learn a lot from him. First off, he is he is Packer people. He is a good guy, really, really down to earth, uh, really interesting. In the sixth grade, both of his parents were deployed at the same time. They're both in the Army, so wow. him and his twin brother, Alvin, uh, kind of grew up on their own with their grandparents. Um, uh, we learned that the only school that recruited him was UTEP, and he said that he'd go, but only if Alvin could go with him. And Alvin's now their best player on the team and their linebacker. So uh, really good guy. I think the uh, Packer Nation will love what he is and what he's about. Just the strong, moral kid and a heck of a player. Just, just playing devil's advocate here, you, you talked about Aaron Jones may, maybe being ahead in the pecking order, ahead of Jamal Williams. And I, I mean, just it comes to mind, you know, you say he's a good receiver, and I, I certainly agree with that from the, the limited amount that I've seen Aaron Jones so far, but do, do you wonder that, oh, maybe that's too similar a skill set as Ty Montgomery, and the Packers might want something different from that uh, in the in their top backup? Oh, whatever you're saying backup, I'm saying if something were to happen to Ty Montgomery, I think Aaron Jones would assume that position just because I don't think you're going to want to change the the offense and the style of play because I don't think Jamal Williams can do the same things that that Jones can do but if you want a grinder if you want a guy who who can get it done on first and second down I think I think Jamal's the guy on that one I see more I see Jamal Williams is more of the uh, guy we're going to get a lot of in the fourth quarter whenever it's time to grind on teams and, and kill the clock but I don't see him as as the guy that steps in if something were to happen with Montgomery. No, no, that's fair. I, I see where you're going with that for sure. Um, uh, among the the backs the Packers drafted, Devontae Mays, uh, their seventh-round pick, he's the biggest at 230 pounds. You know, what kind of advantage does that give him? Well, he's a mutant. He's 230 pounds, but he also <laughs> has <laughs> – so he also has a 420-pound bench press. He ran a 4.540 and nearly a 40-inch vert. So he, he is a mutant. So he's a punisher. He's patient. He lets his plays lets the play develop in front of him. Um, so what sets him apart is he is bigger and he is fast and and he can punish people. He also, if uh, if defenders are getting leaking into the backfield, he can kind of melt down or almost freeze and his feet quit moving, which is. The worst thing you can do if you're a running back. Uh, and he's had some leg injuries. But what sets him apart? Bigger, stronger, faster than anyone else on the field. I'm really excited to see more of him. Uh, I think he makes the team. 
Yeah, it'll be fun in training camp to watch a player like that for sure. Uh, before we let you go, David, just any final thoughts, uh, even if they're brief, on, on the other rookies or the other guys we haven't talked about yet, Khalif Phillips, William Stanback, Joe Carriage, a- any any parting thoughts? Uh, Khalif Phillips, I'm really interested to see. He, uh, he, I mean, he had over 4,000 career yards or 4,500 career yards uh, with the Charlotte 49ers, and he was the first running back they had after their 65-year hiatus <laughs> from non-football. I'm really excited to see him. Unfortunately, I haven't seen a whole lot of tape just because it's really not readily available. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him. Uh, William Standback, I saw a lot of him when he was at Central Florida. He didn't really break the, the four yards per carry, and I know that yards per carry is kind of a flawed stack, so it doesn't tell you the whole story. I didn't think that there was anything exceptional there, but, hey, things can happen. Things can change. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to see what happens. I like that there's actually going to be competition and a lot of new blood in that running back room. So I think it was still last year, and I think I think we had guys that were – eating China food and, <laughs> and James Starks. I love James Starks, but I mean, he was wearing down. I think it just got stale. I'm really excited to see all the new blood and I'm probably the biggest fan of Ty Montgomery. He's a local guy and I think he has everything within him to, to take over the role and be the guy. So I know recently he was in Houston working out with Melvin Gordon and Adrian Peterson and they're just working on just their footwork I think he's doing all the little things to fully embrace the running back position and to be a great player. Well, very cool. This was a good conversation focusing on the running backs. David, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. We will send our listeners to rbscout.com to check out your work and everybody's work there. And uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Once again, thanks to David Spinks for being our guest on today's show. Thanks for him for joining us. Thanks to you, the listener, for joining us as we continue on. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment. Predictably, there wasn't a lot of Packers news over the weekend here in the pre-training camp time frame. Although you may have noticed Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers competing in a highly publicized golf tournament this past weekend that aired on national television, Rodgers finished in eighth place in the American Century Championship golf tournament, uh, strictly for celebrities, which I believe is the best finish he's ever had in the event. And he's done this now for more than five years, at least. He scored 53 points in the Stableford scoring system and, for what it's worth, finished better than even Tony Romo, another former NFL quarterback, uh, who was favored to win the tournament and actually attempted to qualify for the U.S. Open. Rodgers also finished higher than several other former Packers that competed in, in the tournament, including Sterling Sharp. Doug Peterson, Jim McMahon, A.J. Hawk, and Charles Woodson. So that finish by Rodgers was pretty good for a guy that said he was going to play less golf this offseason in a recent interview he did a few months ago. Not that he was giving it up entirely. So for Rodgers, I guess less appears to be more. 
But it was nice to see the Packers quarterback excel at doing something athletic-related here during the offseason, and hopefully that only carries over into training camp. In other Packers news, the team announced on Friday some activities for kickoff weekend, including a free concert outside Lambeau Field. On Saturday, September 9th, the day before the season opener against the Seattle Seahawks, Blues Traveler will headline a concert beginning at 5 o'clock p.m. near the Oneida Nation Gate in the Lambeau Field parking lot adjacent to the new Johnsonville Tailgate Village. Uh, They'll be supported by the Act Everclear. And I think this is pretty cool. It's actually the first time I'm excited about the Packers booking a musical act that I actually like. I'm a Blues Travelers fan. I grew up in the 90s, so obviously. Um, But yeah, so uh, check that out. And finally, in more unfortunate Packers news, former Packers quarterback Vito Babe Perilli died at age 87 over the weekend. Perilli played with the Packers in the 1950s and was supplanted at various times by notable quarterbacks such as Tobin Rote and Bart Starr. So our condolences go out to the friends and family of Vito Babe Perilli. The day ahead. All right, on Monday, the NFL will be focused on the deadline for franchise players to sign a multi-year contract extension. And while there may be no direct impact on the Packers, there could be an indirect one. For example, if Washington quarterback Kirk Cousins signs a big-time contract, that could help set the market for future quarterbacks coming up for contracts, extensions, such as Aaron Rodgers, as we know that it's only a matter of time before Aaron Rodgers gets his. So much of the NFL will be focused on that on Monday. After Monday, players can only sign one-year contracts. Apart from that, um, and getting to something that's a little more directly Packers-related, there's a landmark event occurring on Tuesday as a ribbon-cutting ceremony is held for Lodge Kohler, one of the anchor tenants in the Titletown District. This according to Packers.com and the monthly column that Mark Murphy is responsible for. And with this event, we can see the Titletown District continue to come to life. Hinterland Brewery opened this past April, the first of three anchors to open. And now the second of the three is coming up to open here this week. The Bellin Sports Medicine Clinic and the Public Park will be next. And they're expected to open, well, the Bellin Sports Medicine Clinic in not too much longer and the public park right before the start of the regular season. The hotel uh, opens for business on Wednesday, July 19th, just days in advance of the annual Packers Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which always happens the week before training camp opens. 
metaphorically marking the end of the off season and the beginning of football season. Before that, however, the Packers are also holding a job fair for game day employees on Monday from 3 to 6 p.m. on the 5th floor terrace suites. The Packers are looking for people to fill slots in the guest services and security departments. On-site interviews will be conducted. So if you live in the area and are interested, check it out. And that'll do it for today's episode of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us on today's show. Thank you to David Spinks of rbscout.com for joining us. Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll be back again on Wednesday, continuing our position-by-position preview series, focusing next on the Packers' wide receivers. So look forward to that just two days from now, and uh, that'll do it. For everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Caravu. I leave you today with a song called Betray the Dark by String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go Pack Go.